Do you know about what happened where you can get news about the Jamaican culture and just learn about how Jamaicans are doing as a yard and abroad? You get to learn a new Jamaican Patwa word or even a Jamaican phrase. I look forward to the Patwa word of the day. The Patwa word is Pasa Pasa. Word today is Taco Ram. Our word of the day is Duffy. Kwang. Not like, a, not like a twang, not you. I enjoy tuning in to what a good It happens every Friday at 7 p.m. So check them out. And bye from Toronto. Dodds, Quebec, it's La Jamaica. Écoute, what a good Yes, I. What a good I am a big fan of Wataguan. Relevant and entertaining, so keep up the good work. Watch Wataguan. Big up yourself, Wataguan. Wataguan. Yes, I. Wataguan. Watch Wataguan. Hello, my favorite peeps out there in internet land. Onadu, it's Friday and Watagua National is now on and back from taking a week off. So please, may I beg you know, time for text on a friend, enemy, neighbor, go up on the veranda, go to the gate, but time for shout out and make everybody know that Watagua National is on and your favorite host the girl from bunga town is here again i hope your week was good and i hope you're excited about the weekend it's always nice when you have a long weekend because then friday come quick but then you have to suffer through the toil of a long week next week but i hope your week was good I want to say a special welcome to those listening on, on Fresh FM Radio London and to let you also know that Wataguan is also available as a podcast on Podbeam, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Player FM and all other major podcasting platforms. You can connect um, to any one of those links on our website at www.wataguan.ca. And as usual, remember that Guan is two is. All right. When you can believe it's September already, I've already posted my first Christmas song on Facebook because it is countdown time. My favorite season is up on us. But yes, summer is over. Well, in our neck of the wood. And school is back. And for us in the north, winter soon come again. It's also a month to tackle some interesting topics here on Wataguan National. Today we take on menopause or change of life as older Jamaicans have called this stage of a woman's life. We'll have Dr. Yunati Makwani share some knowledge with us on the topic in a little while on A Time to Reason with You Know Who, the big man himself. So please stay tuned for that. But before we go any further, I hope you know what time it is. If you're a regular Wataguan person, you will know that it is my favorite time of the show. It is time, Patwa time, right? Where we share a word or phrase from our beautiful Jamaican Patwa. And today's word is taunted. Have you ever heard that word before? Have you ever used it? Do you know what it means? Because only in a Jamaica, smuddy, we say, my God, me not go do this because it make me taunted. So when somebody say, me taunted or me feel taunted or it go make me taunted, what does that mean? You know we like when you engage with us. So you do that by dropping the meaning of the words or commenting on a time to reason in the comment section and both on Facebook and on YouTube is that little box that's just below your, your screen there. That's the comment section. So engage with me, keep the comments coming by 
commenting on the page. All right. So the word today, remember, is taunted. Taunted. All right. Last week, we took a break. However, the week before, we had Rudy Page from the UK join us to share about how the Windrush 75 celebrations were going, how Jamaicans in the UK were responding to the celebrations, and how they were looking at other issues relating to Jamaica while making life in the UK. He did remind us that they celebrate Black History Month in October, and the celebrations around Windrush 75 will continue through to then. Please, if you missed this episode, you can check out um, a repeat of it on Facebook or on YouTube. So again, we're going to have another interesting um, conversation coming up. So keep the comments coming, feedback, and let us know how you like the show. All right. Um, let us, now we now share some time. Oh, I'm sorry. Connect with us, please. Follow us on our different social media pages. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and you can check these out on the website at www.wataguan.com. So share the thing. Let Wataguan National get truly national. So like, share, and follow. And as I've been saying over the last couple of weeks, when you comment and like, it does something to the algorithm. So it makes Wataguan National pop up in varying different places on, on, on varying different pages. So remember to follow, share, and like. Let us now share some news across Canada. In Calgary, Team Jamaica is recruiting for the Caribbean Heritage Sports Competition scheduled for September 16th. Join the JCAA teams for basketball, cricket, dominoes, soccer, or football, netball, volleyball, and track and field. Call 403-775-1235 or email info at jcaalberta.com to register and get more information. Get involved and represent Team Black, Green, and Gold. Plans for the Regional Jamaican Diaspora Conference for Canada are in high gear. The conference, which will have a hybrid format, is scheduled for Saturday, September 23. There will be in-person sessions in Toronto, Montreal, Calgary, and Vancouver, with streaming and virtual engagement to ensure maximum participation. To register to, register to attend, go to www.ggjdccanada.com. That's www.ggdccanada.com for more details on the agenda, speakers, and workshops. The conference is about engagement, collaboration, and action. In Montreal, the Collective Kitchen Project and the Jamaican Association of Montreal presents free family cooking classes for families with at least one child up to five years old. Join them every other Monday at the JCA 4065 Jean Talon West at 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. to learn and create new recipes. Take home new skills and a meal. To register or for more information, email jamfootstepsprogram at gmail.com or call 514-737-8229. The next session will be on September 25th. Now a little bit of news from Dungayad. CSEC Cape results improve, says Education Minister. Student performance has notably improved in the Caribbean Secondary Education Certificate, CSEC, Caribbean Advanced Proficiency Exam, CAPE, and the City and Guilds External Examinations this year. Education and Youth Minister Favel Williams is reporting. Williams, who was providing highlights from the soon-to-be-released results of the exams during a post-cabinet press briefing on Wednesday at Jamaica House, said students from the public secondary institutions did well even while still reeling from the effects of the novel coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic. According to data from the Ministry on the CSEC results, 
35,531 students from public schools were registered to sit the exam, of which 33,664, which has a 90, which represents 94.7%, sat, and 28,312, which represent 84.1%, passed at least one subject at grades one to three. Africa Fashion Week London is back. The largest annual fashion week in Europe, profiling African-inspired designs in its entirety, invites you to its spectacular two-day event. Whether you want to network with fashion industry gurus or wish to purchase a one-of-a-kind Afrocentric memento in our renowned exhibition marketplace, Africa Fashion Week London promises to immerse you in all things Africa and more. Tickets are selling fast now. Get your tickets at eventbrite.co.uk. Also, don't miss the opportunity to showcase or exhibit your designs at the Fashion Week. Register now at AfricaFashionWeekLondonUK.com Africa Fashion Week London. Book your tickets now. Now you've listened to the news, it's my next favorite part of the show. And that is a time to reason with none other than the big man himself, Donovan Simon. So go for the chocolate tea or the coffee tea, some tough crackers, or a couple slices of hardware bread and come back because it's now time to hold a liquor reason. Thanks for taking the chat. All right. Uh, that's all, Miss Nicole. There. <laughs> just there, sir. Yes, right. just there, sir. I, I, I hope the break did you well and got you set for the rest of the year. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am not so sure about that because, like, I actually went to my sister's wedding in Orlando, so it wasn't yeah. really a break. I mean, Orlando is a break. At least well, there's no hurricane that threatened Orlando while you were there, was there? Yeah, but it had passed so by. Passed, yeah. it never, it never come up that way, then. Mm -mm. Right? Uh, you know, today. Well, welcome to September. I mean, today we're gonna. Have, um, I chat about an interesting topic. Uh, it, you know, it, I suppose you could talk about storms and hurricanes and menopause in the same sentence. <laughs> so, well, I'm very far from that being only twenty one. Don't, 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 yeah, don't, 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 don't say it. You, you never know. No, uh, but being only twenty one. There's I'm lots far. to learn. There's lots to learn. <laughs> yes, I yeah. will learn. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to jump on. I chatted with Daphne and Atia a little earlier, so. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump in the discussion and see what we learned. And Definitely. then we, we, we come back and, and talk about it later. Yeah, man. All right. We'll have a good reason. Yeah. Yeah, man. Time to reason here on Wataguan. Hope everybody has started September well. Uh, in September, we're going to take on a couple of, I call them taboo topics, but who knows? Maybe it's not taboo to you. Today, we're going to talk about menopause. We're going to look at menopause as a health issue. And it's my absolute pleasure to have uh, Dr. Yunati Makiwani. Uh, she's a family physician, but she's also a host of a podcast, Dr. M's Health Corner. She's a certified transformation life coach, among other things, an absolute gem of a human being. And it's always a pleasure to have her here on Wataguan to help us understand some medical stuff. So 
Let's bring her on and let's make it happen. Dr. Yunati. Hi, Dawn. How are you? I am pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, all good? And, and, and energetic as always? Of course. <laughs> I'm having good summer. How is your summer? Uh, you know what? We have enjoyed the summer for as much as it has been smoky sometimes. But you know what? We'll we'll take it. It's it's better than being in fast. We'll take it. We'll take it. But you know what? Lately, I've been in love with winters in Canada, not summer anymore. <laughs> well, talking about winters, and today we're going to take on a topic that sometimes has both summer and winter mixed into it. We're going to talk about menopause. Right. Yes. Sometimes that topic that people don't talk about openly. But I think it's important for us to have these conversations and to bring it out on the table, out in the open, and discuss the things that happen to to those it directly affects and those who it indirectly affects. But before we jump into the depth of the question, I, I, I'd love to start by getting a definition if if, if that's the right way of menopause what exactly is it medically you know what Don? i'm so happy that you bring this topic and more so more proud that it's brought about by a man you know <laughs> and like you said it's a taboo topic for some reason more especially in our community but we're gonna take a deep delve on it and basically we'll start with the definition like you asked menopause is basically no periods after you have had no menstrual uh, menstrual period for 12 months no menstruation for 12 months uh, that's basically the definition of menopause and when does it start studies show that it's between age 45 to 55 and for some reason some women it starts early and it has a genetic component when it happens like that you know we hear women saying my mom had menopause when she was 43 you know mm -hmm. so but otherwise in, on the studies between 45 to 55 no period for 12 months by definition you have menopause and we're gonna take also uh another curve here where we see bleeding after these 12 months and we're gonna right. talk about why do women bleed after 12 months all right that's that's one that we want to bring up for sure but maybe before we get into all of that what what are some of the symptoms that our women face when this phase and for the jamaicans watching watching the program you know we've heard the term change of life yes. uh, to describe this phase what are some of the symptoms that our women experience when this happens okay so i always like to say we'll start from head to toe because mm -hmm. it affects mostly all the systems. You know, basically when women go through menopause, in fact, people don't just go through menopause that 12 months, no period. It, it kind of has some symptoms that come about. Maybe like when I said it starts around 45, don't, some women when they're around 42 or 43, they start experiencing some changes. You mm -hmm. know, they realize that suddenly their hair is dry you know, sometimes their hair is falling, but again, not all the time in the perimenopause. We call it perimenopause mm -hmm. phase when you have a period here and there, it's a sporadic thing. It's starting to show those symptoms that, okay, this physiological change is gonna happen here soon when we're around 45. But I'm not gonna dwell much on the perimenopause phase. Let's talk about menopause because it's quite a huge topic. So mm -hmm. dry hair is very common, falling of hair, or thinning mm -hmm. it starts with women start coming to us saying doc i've realized that my hair is thin you yeah. know uh, i'm losing hair is it because i have stress you know so such symptoms they overlap right sometimes mm -hmm. yes when you have stress you can have hair loss and then suddenly the skin is dry you know you notice that you have and some women actually because it's a hormonal change done literally yeah. your estrogen levels have dropped from mm -hmm. the time you were young, you were in your 20s, right? So mm -hmm. basically your skin and estrogen is the best hormone in our bodies that nourishes the skin. So right. your skin gets dry, you know, mentally, you suddenly feel irritable. You know, you 
irritable, you know, you are, you snap out, you know, when your spouse asks of something, you literally get so annoyed. Even actually, you, you notice that moms who have teenagers, they fight a lot because they are both going through hormonal <laughs> changes, <laughs> you know. So it's quite an interesting uh, dynamic. You have your teen who's right. going through his or her own changes. And here you are, you're also going through hormonal changes. Like I yeah. said, it's your estrogen going down. So you are irritable, you are anxious, and suddenly you could even be depressed, Don. You know, right. uh, and actually, I need to emphasize this part, Don, because we do see changes in relationships. Right. You know, divorce rate or yeah. breakdown on relationships is quite high during this time. Because yeah. if your spouse doesn't understand you, you know, they easily get annoyed with your behavior or change, you know? So we do need mercy. We need grace from our spouses. <laughs> yeah. I still come to, to that part because, right. you know, I definitely yeah. want to understand how it affects the others around. But yes. let's go back to symptoms and yes. genetics. You mentioned that earlier. Yes. How does genetics uh, and maybe ethnicity affect right. the process, if at all? Not necessarily done. Every woman is the same internally. We have the same estrogen levels. Uh, honestly, we don't see any racial uh, discrepancies or more proportionate with a certain race. Women go through the same stages. Women go through the same <laughs> physiological changes. So honestly, it's just that how do we receive these changes? How right. do we how do we actually accept the changes? How do we talk about them, right? Because I find our counterparts, Caucasian, they come for menopause symptoms. They literally come consults. They basically come for consultation for menopause. I don't see my black sisters coming in for some reason. I think part of it is we have normalized it. Maybe I don't know, because I know growing up, I remember at church, I used to see women in their 50s. Now I think back, and they would have their handkerchief and they would, you know, <laughs> blowing themselves with handkerchief, yeah, you know, yeah. and they have all these hot flashes as we go back to the symptoms. You have all these, you're feeling hot, you're feeling cold, night sweats. You know, so all these things, all women go through them. And there's women that are like it, don't they will go through the period without no symptoms. But there are very few who go through those, uh, that, that luck, you know. So basically it has no, but we do see that sometimes if your mom had an early menopause phase, you are likely, maybe you could get the same symptoms too, right? right. So that's basically the thing. And I want to mention this, Don. Because menopause, uh, sorry, estrogen is quite an important hormone in our body. Actually, we notice that women who go through menopause early in their 40s, like if you have gone through early menopause, unfortunately, you could have high risk of cardiovascular complications. Because oh. for some reason, yes, for some reason, women, when they're in the menopause phase, something changes. We have weight gain, high cholesterol, which the cholesterol is the driving force of heart attacks mm -hmm. all right yeah. so there is that factor unfortunately but not everyone we also right. look at other genetic components okay do you have history or family history of bad hearts in your family do you have heart attacks in the family so those are the factors that we look at and there's one that is very important i want to mention don mm -hmm. weight gain because yeah. that's a major thing that could also contribute to depression because suddenly mm -hmm. you used to be uh how do I put it? A figure eight. Suddenly, you you <laughs> yeah. find yourself round, which is still, you know, women yeah. they come in different shapes, yeah. but that can also impact the, the women's truck, mental health. The comes on and you don't necessarily understand why. Yes, yes, we find that we have these love handles. They are stubborn. You are exercising five times a week. You eat healthy, but you have this stubborn fat around you. You there's this pad around your abdomen, and the dryness down there. That I have to mention, very important. Women tend to be dry vaginally. One, estrogen is our moisturizer. It's our lubricant. So when you reach menopause, as you hit your 50s or late 40s, because of these levels, they are down. It's easy not to have any libido. You won't have any interest. And actually, it can actually, like I said, it can trigger a lot of issues in your relationship. Your man might say, 
you know what, you're cheating on me. Why are you suddenly not attracted towards me? Why are you not attracted to me? So these are the things that I like discussing with spouses. When I'm going to teach about menopause, Don, I like to say, can you please bring your spouse in so that he or she can understand you? I don't want to say just he, Don, because some people, yeah, they are he. in same partners. sex. I use the word partners yes. these but days. your spouse needs to come in so that yeah. we can talk more about this because it impacts relationships immensely. I'm going to come to relationships in a bit, but I want to go back uh, to the individual going through the process yes. and the the impact on their mental health, especially in cultures where it is not an open topic for discussion. Yes, yes. What Women they suffer. They suffer in. They suffer in silence, Don, until we talk openly about these issues. Like I said, I find our black women. It's either probably it's talked about informally. Like I said, you know, they will have their hand catching. They are blowing themselves, right? They just know they're accepted. Probably it's acceptance rate. I don't know. I would love to see some studies. Why do we not necessarily come for help? Because honestly, I mean, I've been in Canada now for over 10 years. I can say that I have women who are from the black community, who are from the Asian community, rarely you would see these women coming in for these symptoms, mm -hmm. right? So part of it probably, it has some taboo effect because women, they tend not to want to talk about their sexual life. Right. They also tend not to want to talk about their mental health. Mm -hmm. So remember, it impacts such major you know, <laughs> systems in our bodies. Right. Already mental health is something we are still coming around as a black community. So imagine if you come and talk about menopause and then of course I'm gonna ask about your mental health, you know? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. there's a taboo, people don't want to be on medication. And interestingly, we do use antidepressants or anxiolytics medications for anxiety for menopause symptoms. So it would be best if our sisters could come up front and talk about these symptoms because we hit two beds with one stone. Yeah. Your antidepressant would actually help with those symptoms that we have, those hot flashes, you know, those irritabilities that could actually be solved by those medications. We have a wide spectrum of meds we could use. And since we're talking about irritability, maybe this is where we transition to talk about the relationships. Because if if, if you don't understand and acknowledge what is happening to you, it is highly unlikely that you're going to have that conversation with your partner. Yes, that's true. That's and true. And then talk to us then about the dynamics that occur or within your family. You know, you talk about uh, mothers and teenage daughters or maybe teenage children. Yeah. Right? How does it play itself out? And what are some of the things that you see from, from the medical side? Right. Like I said, Don, really, these are the topics that we need to normalize as a society. And like I said, it has nothing to do with any race. I just find our dear sisters, Caucasians, they talk about it. Actually, they even talk about it even to their teens, you mm -hmm. know. So and then there's that fair understanding. But I find in our culture, because we don't talk about it, you find a teen fighting all the time with their moms. And also there's a spouse also who does not understand you because you also don't understand yourself. It goes back to our discussion we had in the past, physical examination. Mm -hmm. Physical examinations, we need to encourage women to come for physical exams because we explore these questions, mm -hmm. all right? So when I, when I see a woman in her early 40s, we start asking about these questions because we said some women, they go through menopause at 42, at 43, or perimenopause, those early symptoms. We need to talk about that, right? Yeah. So as long as we normalize these conversations and as long as we also come to spaces like yours, create such awareness programs, women, this is an inevitable physiological change. Every woman will go through menopause, whether in high intensity symptoms or not. Mm -hmm. All of us, our estrogen levels will go down at some point in our lives. So the earlier we normalize the conversation, the better our relationships with our children, the better our the outcome with our spouses, right? Yeah. So it's just a matter of holding these conversations as difficult as they may seem to people. And actually there shouldn't be any difficult conversation it's it's gonna happen 
So we might as well talk about it. Well, it, it's, you know, there are many topics like this. It's like when we talk about death, where yes. it is yes. inevitable, but people avoid the conversation. Yeah. I'd like to pick your brain on lifestyles. Yes. And what are some of the lifestyle changes, if any, that are recommended when when our women are going through menopause and things yes. for them to not just look out for, but respond to in terms of lifestyle? I love it. I love it, Don. You know what? Lifestyle, like you said, I love that word because I don't want women when they're going through menopause to have that tag that I have to lose weight, like it becomes a focus. Let's make it our lifestyle, a family lifestyle. First of all, all the protocols tell us that if we eat at least seven different vegetables and fruits, that's good. Those are antioxidants. We need antioxidants. We need it for our brains, right? So that's very important, fresh fruit and vegetables. Of course, grains. We have to eat grains. That's high fiber, right? Because also with menopause, you get all the bloating and all. When you eat a lot of fiber, that's good for your gut, for your gut health. Yeah. Probiotics. We now know that there's a relationship between your gut and your head, your brain. Mm. So when we have good um, uh, bugs in our stomach, that's good health. And of course, exercise. Mm -hmm. Exercise, we are told to exercise at least three times to five times a week, mm -hmm. 60 minutes uh, each time. It's very good for your cardiovascular health, right? And just things like yoga, you know, the massage therapies, all these things, and having healthy conversations, guard your mental health. How are you relating with others? So that's mm -hmm. one thing that we encouraged on. And of course, we add things like fish oils, like omega-3s are important, mm -hmm. fruits like avocados, like all these fruits that are, that are high with antioxidant effect. Those are good for your brain health, of course. And like I said, eat a lot of vegetables, drinking water. Because a lot of times, I mentioned that we have some weight gained on, but a lot of times we are thirsty. So it's important that we drink lots yeah. of water. That's yeah. in general, that's in general, not necessarily for women going through menopause. We need to normalize drinking less of pop, those fizzy drinks, because they also, because they are sugars. Yeah. They contribute to weight gain. Yeah. So drinking more water, eating more fiber, eating more fruits, vegetables are uh, and vegetables, exercising, healthy conversations, guarding our health in general, and basically screening, you know, for cholesterol and also knowing our family histories. That's one of those important things that we need to consider. All right. Talking about the conversation, can you use that term as part of how we address our mental health? what does the conversation look like between partners or what should it look like you know especially as a woman go into this phase because they're the ones knowing what is happening to them yes yes, first and, yes. Foremost. and yes. those from the outside might be looking on and responding negatively what does that conversation then entail it starts with the conversation you have regularly with your partner how well do you know each other right on how well do you go deep in conversations as a couple? Mm -hmm. You know, it goes back to foreplay starts with conversation. Mm -hmm. You could never expect your spouse to perform better in bed if you have criticized her during mm -hmm. the day, how fat she is, because it starts with the language we use, right? Yeah. So this is a call to our dear man, use your language cautiously. So when you are received with a better language, your woman would come out and be more open about how she feels about her body, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times it usually presents as depression. You notice that your spouse has this withdrawal, not right. interested even in your, in your intimacy. These are the conversations that, you know what, I am starting to feel even the memory, Dawn, it's little things. You find that your memory, it's very common to have memory loss. Your mm -hmm. focus, your concentration. So things like, like that is, are things that are important to be discussed in relationship. You know what, sweetheart, I have a problem with memory now. Maybe how, is, how about I write things or write for me? You know, things like that, like little communication. 
concentration is something that's huge in this. So it's the conversations and also intimately. Yeah. You talk about how you feel during the conversation that you have with your spouse because there's also usual pain when people are having sexual intercourse because mm -hmm. of the dryness I mentioned. Right. Your collagen uh, in your vaginal area, it becomes less, you know, you are not as moisturized. And sometimes even, sometimes women tend to have leakage with their bladders because mm -hmm. estrogen again is the food to our bladders, right? So it's those little things that you start communicating as I always say, how did you, how did you marry someone you cannot talk to? How <laughs> did you marry someone you are not friends with that you can have these so-called yeah. difficult conversations, right? So it's a matter of how do you communicate with your spouse? How do you communicate with your partner? How do you say, you know what, how about we start using, how about we start using lubricants? There's mm -hmm. a few actually options that women could actually use. And actually as you treat menopause, you can actually even use hormonal replacement therapy. So those are the options. The earlier you start using them, the better, because that improves the health of your genital system. Yeah, but what if you're not using the words? So for example, somebody says, I, 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 I'm forgetting things, but there's yes. no correlation to, to menopause. And therefore, the, the assumption, and depending on how aware the partner is, the assumption could be is just another issue or it's just another excuse without tying it to here is a phase that I am in. It's like when we're dealing with our, our teenagers going through adolescence and acknowledging why they might be behaving a particular way because of that phase. So like what, what's your advice in terms of creating that correlation between behaviors and symptoms and the actual phase? Basically, again, I encourage family meetings, Don. You know, when we talk openly about these conversations and normalizing them, that's the first start. Honestly, that's our starting place. When we talk about our emotions, how we feel, because we basically look at pre-morbidly, how were you? Like your spouse, they usually notice the first thing, my partner has changed she's right. more irritable she's more snappy she's more she's she's not the kind person you know she snaps when i talk to her she's become more rude that's what we always hear from spouses coming in complaining even leading to separations so mm -hmm. i think the most important thing is also as women we need to meet our spouses halfway because like you said if I don't know my body, how am I expecting my partner to know my, me better? So it's that communication done. How do I come across? How do I show up to you? How am I expressing myself? Am I communicating my fatigue that I cannot explain? Am I communicating how I feel internally, mentally? Am I saying all these things? Because sometimes people start saying she's moody. Some right. people, they even lose friends because of this. Mm -hmm. Right. So they see you as someone who has changed. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? So right. it can be very problematic in relationships. And, and, and by extension within community. So where is community in all of this? And how does the community understand that here is a reality that yes. we need to acknowledge, be aware of and extend our grace? Yes. It's important for us to have conversations like this. This is your community and that's important. So it's normalizing conversations like this because that's awareness. When we are in spaces like this, where we have social media access, people, they get to learn about these things. So it's mm -hmm. that basically. And honestly, women's conferences, you know, when we have such uh, spaces, mm -hmm. Women, they tend to say, oh, I'm not alone in this, mm -hmm. you know, because that cultural component, women don't want to talk about their mental health. More special, I'm not sure about Jamaica. In Africa, I find African women, more special women from the African, I mean, from the Western African part, mm -hmm. it's, it's taboo. People don't want to talk about it, right? In general, in Africa, let me rather say that people don't want to talk about this. So it's women's conferences. It's all over. I, I, I cannot recall a public discourse about menopause in Jamaica that I can 
remember seeing or hearing. You might see something in the newspaper or there's an odd conversation, but even within the family, right? Yeah. I grew up with sisters and cousins and I don't recall it being a conversation where no. one generation is helping the other to understand what this is all about. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a secret because it, it seems as if people perceive that something is going wrong and I, I am yes. no longer whatever I used to be, right? Yes, people think they are not relevant. <laughs> or, or, they're becoming, or they're becoming to, less to, to those that are important. Yes, them. it's interesting. In Africa, women, older women, they teach women and they usher them into womanhood. They talk about when you're going to be ready to have a child, all these things. But it's that pastime. And I think it's also a general thing. Also, let me not rather say it's only black women or Asian women, because we also find it in the Caucasian community where women are perceived as you, are, you have an expiry date, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's the fear of aging. Women tend to have this fear for aging. So I think once they are mentioning that they're going through menopause, there's that fear that, oh, then it means that I'm towards the end of my life, yeah. right? And we forget that it comes with its own wisdom, yeah. right? The education you're gonna give to, to the young ones, to your daughters, and to to your nieces. So I think once we start normalizing this, this is a course of life. This is mm -hmm. part of aging. This is part of growing, and it's gonna happen to all of us. It's like death, like you said. It's gonna yeah. happen to all of us. The earlier we normalize that conversation, the better. Yeah, and I think it's also important for the partners to understand what it means for them as well. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Patience. Or, they need well, to be patient. Or, or men expect, or women, to stay the same way forever and, yeah. you know, be virile and active yes. and all the rest of it. Uh, yes, and if yes. that changes, selfish tendencies might kick in yes. and, and, and it becomes a negative environment. It, it can be, because like I said, it depends on the language men will use because we do see some women going through self-esteem changes because either the husband is suddenly bashing her body. You know, mm -hmm. you're not as a size 32, you're not as, you know, sex as you were, you know, all those things, those things can be harming mentally, right? Mm -hmm. And how even that woman shows up to you. So if, like I said, if you don't show up in a pleasant way towards your spouse, how do you expect her to be open with you when you are intimate in bed? So mm -hmm. that is very important. If you know your spouse well, man, I can notice that you have changed. Do you want to talk about this? Right? So the, the, the language we use, the choice of words, the kindness and the compassion done, because even men, they do go through their own changes. I even call it test That was my next line of questioning. Yes. Of saying, you know, we, we have a little bit of an oxymoron because we call it menopause and it's affecting women. Yes. But men go through their own change of life, don't they? Yes. Don, you guys, you also drop your, your testosterone. It's the same effect. Men with low testosterone, they start getting depressed. They start mm -hmm. packing that fat around their abdomen, you know. Mm -hmm. Because that, unfortunately, can also affect your your your, your libido. Because right. when you have low testosterone, you have no libido. Right. Right. You have no libido, and your spouse could start thinking that you are attracted to other women. And mm. men are even scared to talk about men. I'm suffering from erectile dysfunction. Yeah. So that's actually these conversations. They need to be held because it's gonna happen to you. And men actually, as early as 40 years, your libido could drop. You could be erectile, you could have erectile dysfunction. So the earlier we normalize this conversation as partners, the better. And then we all know we are the same wavelength. You know that your spouse at some point will go through these changes and they are normal. How do we meet each other halfway? That's the most important question here. Yeah, and, and I think a part of it is, is A, how do we manage the mental element and deal with the yes. self-esteem and the confidence? Yes. But also, what kind of confidence do we have in those around us yes. to have these sensitive discussions? Yes. Because I, I can't think of any man who wants to, 
to to have the conversation about his manhood or his, yes. his you know the declining manhood because in in a community you know you want to feel like you still have a place or a woman yes. who is feeling that i you know i i am not the queen i used to be yes. right yes. my energy and all that i was known for is no longer the same yes so it, it i'm glad though you're mentioning also for men how do we also receive our men right because we do see women bashing and speaking ill of their men who cannot perform and right. then a man withdraws they have depression and they avoid because there's a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. a person is scared not to be able to perform right, right. so that compassion is important in relationships you know mm -hmm. the compassion is important the kindness and the noticing your partner that you have changed do you think that maybe you should go see your doctor you know yes. so those are the little things or do you think you could actually go see a counselor that's why it's important we normalize seeing therapists even way before there's any problem in our relationships because mm -hmm. these things are tied together because mm -hmm. once you start having issues because you have low testosterone or you have estrogen this is going to impact your mental health this will impact your sexual health so this will impact your relationship your mm -hmm. relationship health so these are the things that we need to normalize so that kindness and the choice of words don't, I can't overemphasize that. Yeah, and maybe the last part of this is the whole issue of culture. Yes. Uh, we have come through a culture where patriarchy mm -hmm. was, was the dominant thing. And with the legacy of that come certain yeah. behaviors, certain expectations, and in some cases, consequences. Yes, that's very sad, Don. And imagine, going back to what you're saying about Patrick, imagine with a man with such mindset, with such unlearning or unable to, un to unlearn such behavior or patterns or all that mindset, forcing yourself as a man into a woman who is going through menopause, who is dried down there, and if she suggests to use uh, lubricants, you start naming her. Mm. Are you a slut? Where did you get all these things? So this can be very actually problematic in relationships because then it means that we need to hold these conversations mm -hmm. where men exist. Mm -hmm. Really, this is not only just women's conferences. Maybe we need to talk about it in the couples' conversations in the, yeah. those retreats that men and women are going to. And of course, I know that we're not talking retreats where we talk to our deep, deep, deep people in the villages, but these conversations need to be brought into our spaces. Fortunately, we are people that love church. That's a space that we need yeah. to talk about. People don't want to talk about these things, Don. Don, for the longest time, in South Africa, I was going to Seventh-day Adventist Church. I started talking about cervical cancer, uterine cancer. There were elders that were scared that I was talking about this. That was back in 2006. I yeah. said, if we don't talk about this, then you don't want, you don't want, you don't want to talk about HIV in church. But that's the point I'm making about culture, because that right? is a reflection of the yes. behaviors that happen within our culture, right? Yeah. There are many of these topics that are taboo within church. They're taboo in church. There's, there's, infidelity in church there's hiv there's there's cancer there's people that will die silently without being known and without even being celebrated they suffer in silence because of things like that so these conversations need to be held in big spaces where people exist we love god we love churches that's where i want to go and speak to the men that are 80 that are 75 don <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. because it's important. I mean, we do see 75-year-olds impregnating 48-year-olds. Well, so, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, you guys are lucky that way. You know, people, so people, the earlier you guys understand some of them are but, but, but I think we also should acknowledge, though, that not all of them are firing, just the same way that some of the women have also gone through, you know, their phase. And it, it, it's not what it used to be for them. Right? Yes. So, yes. So it might be a, a minority that are still active and virile and and you know holding on to 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 the crown of of manhood, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. You know what, Don? Honestly, this is a topic that I think <laughs> every man and woman should be comfortable talking about because it affects all of us. And the earlier we realize that it's normal, it's, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a physiological change that is going to happen to all of us. And the earlier men realize that the size eight you married to 20 years ago, <laughs> at some point is still sexy as a size 14, as a size yeah. 16. But we do need to encourage women that to make that effort, you know, the, the, and unfortunately, this, the, 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 the fatigue that comes with menopause can easily make women to not be encouraged, I mean, encouraged to go to the gym or even eat healthy, mm -hmm. worsening their symptoms. So compassion, compassion, compassion and kindness. So if you have a spouse that you find that man, you know, my queen now has changed, maybe start suggesting those, you know, habits, the going to the gym together, you know, so yeah. that she does not see herself as a situation suddenly you know, a special case suddenly. When you do it together, it's fun as a family. Like I said, even with their diet, there's no specific separate diet a woman going through menopause should be eating. Mm -hmm. We all should eat the same foods. Lifestyle modification is key. Well, we're gonna end on, on that note, which is you really don't need to do that much different. Maybe the biggest thing is grace and acceptance. Yes. If, if, we, if we open up the conversation, about these issues, because it affects all of us clearly, uh, then we'll possibly go through the different phases of life a little bit easier. Absolutely. But I love it. It's always a pleasure having you on Watagwan. Thank, thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing. Uh, all the best as you, you know, transfer the practice and other things you're doing. And of course, at some point again, we'll come back and we'll chat. Thank you so much, Don. You're doing amazing work. All the best to with all the projects you've been up to. I've been watching and I'm not I'm still connected. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Take care. Thank you. Yes. Here we go. <laughs> well, I, I, hope, I hope you learned something. Oh, learned, <laughs> learned a lot. Learned a lot. Uh, yeah, there's, there's always, there's always a little gem to take mm -hmm. uh, from, from the discussions. But I think more, more importantly, the, the lessons that we take. Right. Uh, you know, conversation. Especially in, in, in our community. And I think that's why Watagwan continues to do what Watagwan does. Mm -hmm. Because we have to bring these conversations into the, 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 the public domain and open it up. I don't know about you, but growing up, I, I didn't hear these conversations. No, definitely not. Right. So you hear about the change or people would say menopause, but not deep-rooted conversations. I yeah, our, our candid conversations about how it affects everybody. Yeah. Right? Uh, we, we also wouldn't have understood at what phase it starts. You know, one of the things I took away from the conversation, and, and it made a lot of sense, was sometimes the, 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 the friction between moms and teenage daughters. Right? Mama go through, mama go through menopause and daughter go through adolescence. <laughs> daughter go through adolescence. And we have this clash of phases. But in all fairness, uh, you know, would, would we have looked at it that way as an explanation and then say, oh, that makes because, sense. Yeah, connect the two things. Probably not. And that's my point. No. And, and I can't speak as a man. You sit over in the corner, you just kind of load them and... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> and stay out of the, the shots when they're firing. Right. But it, that, that thing that I take away from this is the importance of, of language and learning languages because yeah, and it's just putting words to things. So people yeah. might would have these feelings and probably somewhat probably make those correlation, but didn't have the language to say, okay, there you go. Yeah. What what words get used and what does that then mean? Right. So you know, good good stuff. You know, if you come yeah, and send so mother, you know. Okay. Uh, Mark Henry, more of this content is important. Fantastic show. Thanks, Mark. Big up yourself. And of course, you know, Glenn always have to say. Glenn, yes. Good yeah. evening. Good evening, Glenn. <laughs> but yeah, but these these are these are topics and conversations that we. We definitely have to to keep having, definitely, uh, and, and and ensure. And even though, like I said earlier, it might be a little taboo, mm -hmm. it might create a little discomfort yes. uh, for, for some. But I think the more we bring it out into the open, the more we talk about uh, these topics. Hopefully, yeah. it yeah. will. And, and kudos to you for as as a man for you know breaking <laughs> the waters, you know, for stepping because some people are like, mm, nah. But well, you know, well, it's not so much a man thing, it's a water guan thing. <laughs> that is the purpose of water guan. We want to ensure that for our community, we go into spaces that other programs are not necessarily inclined to go into. Yeah. Right. And take on topics that educate and edify, uh, even when we find a little joke in some of it. So mm -hmm. that's 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 the idea for sure. Definitely. All right, another one done. Look at yes. that. <laughs> All, right, okay. <laughs> All right, what good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I hope you listened and I definitely hope you learned something. She kind of sent me in a shock mode and she said, when you get to 45, it can start because I'm a few months away from that. But then I'm resting assured that my mom went into menopause late. So if that kind of mean anything, might have a few years yet, but thanks to Dr. Unati Makwani for dropping some gems here today. And listen, if you want to go back again to hear it, just check out YouTube or here on Facebook, and then you can, you know, listen to it again. And so we now want to get to the point of the Patwa word, taunted. So taunted here means stunned, dizzy, or in a state of shock. But I was talking to my mother-in-law again each time. She think it means something different. You know, when I say taunted, means you're stunted, so you growth. Like when somebody, <laughs> you know, you look for your age, somebody say you're taunted. But I didn't know it meaning that, but hey, you see, one Jamaica, but varying different interpretation based on where you're from. So in Bongotown, it means you're dizzy. So when somebody say, Lord Jesus, me turn around, if me turn around like that, me go make me taunted. Or me feel taunted. Me go lay down. You know, other folks would say, I'm dizzy. But no, us Jamaicans would say taunted. So write this one down in your book and see if you can drop it somewhere for no reason at all. Just drop it into a conversation somewhere. It's always fun to stick to the culture and revitalize these words that you don't necessarily hear anymore. Right. So for next week's show, we will be focusing on the topic of the diaspora, giving back and contributing to Jamaica's growth. We'll be talking with Dr. Sylvanus Thompson, Chairman of the Regional Global Jamaican Di Jamaica Diaspora Conference Planning Team and member of the Global Jamaica Diaspora Council will join to discuss how Jamaicans in the diaspora contribute today and how they can do more to support Jamaica as it develops. He'll also provide details on the upcoming Regional Diaspora Conference. Please plan to join us then. Just want to remind you that you can share your message on Wataguan National while we share our stories and experiences. Advertise with us as we grow. Contact us via wataguan.ca or any of our social media handles, which is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and I already said the website. And as always, remember that Guan is 
two A's. You can connect with us through the social media handle or you can send us an email at wataguancnd at gmail.com. Check out the website, send us an email or contact us on social media. And another week has come to an end and another episode of Wataguan is ending. And as usual, your girl from Bungaton want to wish you a happy and blessed weekend of whatever the weekend you choose to have. But all in all, when a walk good, see you in the next week. <laughs>